Hello, everybody, and welcome to What's On Draft, the show where we each draft five picks around a prompt we've written from books, music, movies, TV shows, or anything else in the universe. And you, the listener, open up an envelope, pull out your own opinion, and tell us who did it best. My name is Paul, and I am joined by my usual co-hosts, Cameron and Michael. Guys, how's it going? Good. I uh, yield my time and the floor to the esteemed gentleman, um, Michael, since I'm in the midst of assembling my computer desk arm. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Mr. Speaker. I'm wearing my black tie outfit from uh, Armani for this occasion. Yes, all of us are uh, dressed to the nines. I have uh, I have some alcohol behind me for the after party <laughs> as I'm recording in front of my liquor cabinet. Now, are you going to party whether you win or lose? Yes, it's just going to um, I'll I'll just move uh, along, you know, the to the higher proof stuff if I lose the draft. If you lose, for, okay. For the after party. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're so we're having a little ASMR podcast this evening from Cameron with the rustling of the instruction manual. This will uh, put so you to sleep. If just so you know, Cameron, have an existing gourmet hole, drill a three-eighths inch, ten millimeter diameter hole at the desired position through the mounting surface. Are you guys still awake? Uh, uh, what kind of what kind of guide is this? Also. This is your- Single monitor desk mount instruction manual. We have switched recording platforms, but we still do have mute buttons. <laughs> yeah, but I think the, I think the listeners want to hear wanna, everything. All they the, want to the, the, well, see the sausage is, getting made. This is the dedication that Cameron brings to you, the listeners. He's trying to set up this this station at home, and I'm sure he's only doing this so that he can have better recording quality when it comes to the podcast. Yeah, also, I didn't realize I had my gain all the way up, and I was like, why am I having to whisper? In order? <laughs> I had the game all the way up versus on the lower side. So let me make some adjustments here, and that's a little bit. You had it You had it on the... Coming in there. You had it on the baby hasn't fallen all the way asleep setting? Yeah, the, okay, for my first round, I am drafting. <laughs> <laughs> so we... Uh, as of this recording, uh, we have just posted so this. There will be several episodes that release before this one, but we're recording this right after we posted the first episode of this year, and um, it's our it's got eleven downloads. So people didn't people didn't abandon the podcast. And I wasn't even one of them. I haven't even listened to it yet. So there you go. So uh, after even after our, our brief and largely unexplained absence <laughs> the 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 drafters are still there the draftees we don't have a name are, are they called drafters is that that's, well, that's what, i guess we're the drafters but they're not really the draftees because we're not drafting them so we need a we need a name for our like podcasts will sometimes have a collective name for their how about how about fans. the draft how about the draft punks draft punks like that that so uh, that could be our Q and A for the week. Is what? What do you want to be called <laughs> as a fan base? Um, which I, like uh, I don't. We we don't yet have a response to the Q and A from last week, so we don't have uh, actually a, a question and answer time 
for this week. Great. I won't um, have to mark down the time. <laughs> so, uh, unless you just want to drop the yeah, jingle. Yeah, in. we should have started like we did have a question. It's time for the, and then get there and be like, we don't have one. Uh, unless one one of you has a question for someone else on the recording. Any any bones to pick? Um, Michael, I ran into our good friend, well, my good friend, Stuart, and he did not know you were married. And he was like, what? Huh. I feel like we saw him at some point during our engagement. I don't know. <laughs> well, technically, it was his wife, Kelsey. I was like, we were talking about our other mutual friend, Patrick. And I was like, man, I don't. I see Patrick once every year or two. And so the last time I saw him was at Michael's wedding. Kelsey was like, oh, they, they ended up getting married or not Not ended up getting married. Something like, oh, they, they finally got married or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I will just guess that maybe Stuart didn't share. I feel like Stuart knew. I don't know. Hmm. So maybe that just didn't get. Stuart, um, throw back to our fatherhood draft. Yeah. There you go. Um, came out with some good, some good picks. Um, one of them I still remember to this day. So. Sorry. Just, Cameron with his Cameron candy just, wrappers. Cameron just throwing out the fact that he does remember something, but no no context for the listeners. Just Okay, okay. There is a fact that Cameron Cameron is a person who can recall facts. I remember things. I'm Do human. you all also remember the episode where Stuart <laughs> appeared? Um any new fathers out there or soon to be fathers, uh, the big advice Stuart gave was um expect the change once you get into a groove and you think you know how things go the child will change and there will have to be a new groove so do not do not get discouraged when things no you have to change because no consistent pattern will last forever and sometimes not very long at all so you just expect the change and if your child is a shapeshifter then it will change double, double significantly. Expect, change. <laughs> expect all the changes. <laughs> so uh, we, as I said, no question and answer time this evening. So we might as well lead directly into the content for the evening. Unlike the show that we're theming this episode around, which is famous for being very long and taking a long time to get to the point. We're going to jump right into it. We are going to be talking about the 2023 Academy Award program. Uh, So last year, we just drafted the films themselves that were nominated, and we tried to sort of uh, limit what we were taking by having a total number of nominations you could have represented on your team. We're going to try a different style this year. Uh, Rather than draft the movies themselves, we're going to be drafting nominees for specific categories. Uh, So we have eight categories that would be best picture, the four acting categories, best director, and then the two screenplay categories are what we're going to be uh, nominating for. We're not going to go in a particular order, um, but all of us will eventually take you know, a pick from each of those categories. So when your pick comes up, basically you're going to take, you know, whoever left on the board, you're most confident in. And then uh, after the awards are presented, we will see who drafted the most winners for their picks. Uh, Is there anything else we need to discuss 
as far as the rules for this one. I don't think so. I would think um, we won't consider any steals for this draft since it's pretty concise and limited pool. Right, yeah. Um, this is one, you know, I, I think unless you were like, this person is nobody thinks they're going to win, but but two of us happen to be very confident in it. You know, then that would be the only steal opportunity that I think would come up. But um, so we are, as I said, not going to be going in any specific order. Sometimes we try and keep the rounds um, sort of individualized to a certain thing if we're picking the categories like this. But rather than do that, we figured this would allow us to uh, sort of hedge our bets for where we are feeling most confident, right? So it could be that multiple best pictures go in the same round, or it could be several rounds of drafting before we have duplicate sort of category picks. But uh, I think what we can do is we'll obviously, we'll do our usual um, rundown, which will be a fourth round rundown in this one, which... Um, I, I never changed the intro because at this point I just like, I have it down to a good cadence, but we, we had multiple drafts in a row where we're not taking five picks. So I've been starting the episodes <laughs> with a lie to the listeners each time, but we'll do, uh, you say five, you do say, yeah, five. I say five, but we take, we draft five picks. Cause I try to, I, I workshop that a lot so I could fit in as many details about the show into the intro as possible. So I normally say we draft five picks and I just keep saying it because at this point it's just like, I've got it down to a, like I would trip myself up if I said eight instead of five. But um, so tonight we're, we're doing eight picks. So we'll have a fourth round rundown, but I think what we can probably do is if we complete a category. So all three of us have taken something from that category. Maybe we can take a brief pause and uh, say, you know, what three we nominated for best actor. I think that's a good point. I've found that sometimes the rundowns, when you have fixed categories, but you're not taking them in order, a little confusing. So maybe we just do a quick pause once a full slate of an Oscar category has been drafted. All right. Well, we have all of our drafters now, so I think we should move into the draft itself. I have randomized the draft order Michael is up first, Cameron in the middle spot, and then me rounding out the first round with the back-to-back picks. As I said, Michael is uh, going to have the entire board available to him in terms of what pick he takes here. So, Michael, which category are you going with? So I made some soup earlier, and it was pretty spicy. And right now it's got me breathing fire. So... You all know that I got to take best supporting actor right here, Kei Hui Kwan, star of Breathing Fire. Paul and I have watched this movie, I don't know, at least 10 times. What do you think? Oh, yeah, at least at a, at a minimum. Yeah, why don't you explain the reference before people think this is a movie they haven't film. seen? Yeah, I know, but the, the Breathing Fire reference. It's... There, there is um, a kung fu movie. At one point in high school, we purchased like a two pack of movies. One of them was Breathing Fire, which starred Kei Kwan at the time, going by Jonathan Kei Kwan. Mm-hmm. Um, this was 
I'm, I think maybe like shortly after Temple of Doom time. I think right? I think so it was like, a little. I think it was like maybe like five years. He was like he felt like a. He's an older teenager, and yeah, he's not like a 16, 17 year old. Yeah, so it's it's post Temple of Doom. It's in this time period he's talked about where he was kind of like not getting a lot of work, right? So clearly he did this little kung fu movie. The plot is insane. It involves a gang that uh, robs a bank and then they hide the treasure. And then in order to make sure nobody, like no one person in the gang can take the treasure, they take a fake pizza and they make a mold of the key to the safe. And then they each take a slice of the pizza and they destroy the original key. And then uh, somebody... Uh, starts killing everyone else in the gang in an attempt to assemble the pizza so they can get into the safe. And um, it, it's a ridiculous movie. It's, it's a ridiculous B it, it's, movie. Yeah. It, it's, uh, and it's, it's unknown. And like, I really want to get an internet following for this podcast or for something for the sole purpose of. Like I want to be, I want to make a YouTube video covering "Breathing Fire" that becomes a big viral hit one day. So, the the plot line involving Sounds the like pizza, a, like a like a reasonable dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, we can make this happen. But it just makes me feel that it's kind of closely associated with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, in a way. The spirit of the movie, is kind of, kind of uh, definitely of the live action turtles. <laughs> uh, there's a there's a trading montage where they do things like kneel on bricks. Oh, I, I remember that. The and then they on bricks punch thing. a phone book nailed to a tree. Yep. Um, for some reason, we decided the guy that trains them looked like Tony Hawk, so we just made lots of Tony Hawk. He doesn't look that much like Tony Hawk, but we were watching it, and someone was like, "Hey, that guy's Tony Hawk," and so we like used to make jokes about him being Tony Hawk. Um, there's a scene where they go to a bar and the bar, it, like the two bartenders um, are are little people and then they Kung Fu fight them. It, like every, every decision for this movie is insane. Um, but we have been big fans of <laughs> Kei Hu Kwan. Uh, and... I guarantee we have seen that movie more than anyone in the world has seen that movie. I think movie. that's probably fair. Probably more times than the editor in putting the thing together. <laughs> Based uh, on the editing, I would agree. Yes. So, if any, you know, again, that's why we need to be the ones to bring this to internet popularity because we can point out so many details like the fact that tank parks his truck like eight feet away from the curb when he parks in one scene or there's a scene where a guy does a backflip and they clearly filmed it in two takes because he starts the backflip clean shaven and then when he lands he has a full beard <laughs> so yeah there's a lot of beautiful things about that movie that um I like we, how we talked to, we, we talked about uh <laughs> His other movie, his entire pick. So <laughs> yes, K Hu Kwan nominated for uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, and is cleaning up in the pre-Oscars award show. Um, so I think uh, this makes sense as the number one pick because I haven't seen 
any category with anywhere close to this much of a favorite to win it. Glad to hear it. I think it's a fan, a fan favorite too. This is something that the, the, the broadcasters hope come through. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is sort of like the, the feel good awards ceremony tour between him and Brendan Fraser. And then mm-hmm. at some point someone was like, why don't we just have him and Brendan Fraser interview each other? And they did. And it's a great interview. It's just the two of them talking about like, basically both of them went through kind of like depressive states mm-hmm. revolving around their career and then are getting a nice little renaissance where people are remembering how much they enjoyed them. So mm-hmm. uh, glad for both those guys. Ooh, that's an interesting draft, right? Best comeback, comeback oh, stories. Yeah, that's true. You know, we we could draft who we think is going to be the next. Oh, that would be who like should be the next. Pack. Yeah, like oh no, like, the the draft is just who need, who's going to make a comeback, and you got to pull somebody deep down. It can't be a cheap pick, like, right? Oh, yeah, because it's, like, it's got to be like, somebody like um like uh yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, that's hard it was to... like McConaughey. Was the first one with like the reconnaissance, and then was that before or after Downey Jr.? Well, uh, I feel like Robert Downey Jr. I guess, that was, I guess was that was first. probably after, but McConaughey was the first one I remember people like talking about, like, oh yeah, like we all. Yeah. And then I feel like after that it was Keanu, like mm. John Wick came out, and everyone was like, oh yeah, we did all used to love Keanu, and then we just stopped putting him in stuff, and then now we love him again, so. We need to find the next, the next person. All right, but uh, before that, Cameron, you need to find your first draft pick. I'm taking Breathing Fire for Best Picture, um, <laughs> biggest right. Oscar snub in all of history. Um, no, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to follow Michael's suit. I'm going to take everything, everywhere, all at once for Best Picture. All right. I just I hear, I hear this one kind of the. Uh, I like to see it. So actually, this afternoon Julian was taking a long nap. We had a birthday party, so he was wiped. He was doing the bouncy house um, for way too long. Um, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch a movie. So I, you know, started looking. Where is everything streaming? Like almost nothing is streaming, but the which is fine. But the frustrating part is they're all like, oh, it's streaming on Hulu, and you go there, and it's it's streaming there if you get like the Showtime add-on. Oh, yeah. which is just frustrating. It's like, that's not what we're asking. Mm-mm. Like, do not put that in your article that you can watch it on Hulu. Like you need to put on it that you can watch it via like a Showtime add-on to any streaming channel that has a Showtime add-on. Like mm-hmm. that's what you need to put, not, oh, you can get it on Hulu. So I was kind of frustrated. There were a couple of those and this was one of them. I was like, oh, great. I'll watch this before the draft, but no. Yeah. So this movie is not every, everywhere all at once. <laughs> that's correct it's nowhere all at once yeah have you watched it michael i have not and i have i don't looking at these i've only seen one or two of any of the nominees this year so that i yeah i i also haven't watched a lot of these and i haven't watched everything everywhere i really want to it was like one of my mm-hmm. more anticipated movies mm-hmm. of the year and i really wanted to go see it in theaters and the timing just didn't work out um and i haven't like i want to watch it when i have like a 
you know, a free evening to really pay attention to it. Right. Uh, because I'm sure there's lots of little details based on the plot of the movie. Um, so I'm, I'm still very excited for it. Just haven't checked it out. And um, it seems like just looking at it, one of those, you know, unique and creative and just kind of fun movies that I think would be a really interesting best picture winner. Mm-hmm. So I would be, um, you know, again, not having seen it, I'm not having seen the others. So I don't know if I watch them all where I would rank them, but I feel like I would be very happy if this one won just because uh, it seems like, you know, just a breakout hit um, and uh, sort of a, a different from your stereotypical best picture winner. And I think it would be a, a pretty cool one. And that takes us to your first pick, Paul. What are you thinking? Uh, I am um, just going to go, I think, with um, the other category that I think has a a pretty strong favorite. Um, There are other odds, right, where it's like there's a favorite, but it's kind of close. Um, like I said, Michael, I think you grabbed the one that I have seen the biggest consensus on. I'm going to go to best supporting actress here. So I'm going to, I'm also going to go supporting, um, but I'm going to go with the, I think the second heaviest favorite, which is Angela Bassett, uh, for black Panther Wakanda forever. Um, of course her having to do sort of double duty of playing uh, the grieving mother on screen and sort of personifying that as people grieving in real life um, because of Chadwick Boseman. So um, this is one that ever since the movie came out, I think people had um, generally positive, but some mixed reviews on the movie itself, but I haven't heard anyone like universally people talk about the movie, talk about, how great her performance was and um, seems to be considered a pretty heavy favorite for this one. So mm-hmm. Angela Bassett for me. I, I agree that this is, I think this is probably one of the better bets. Uh, and so we'll see the, I guess how this is going to work. We're all picking from categories. So yeah, you've got, You've got the number one pick here. I will go ahead and talk about the costumes since we're not going to be drafting that specific category tonight. But uh, the first Black Panther movie and this one uh, are up for best costume. So Ruth E. Carter um, has designed the, the costumes for the film and they're phenomenal. And so both times they've been up for Oscars. Yeah, so I mentioned that could not watch everything everywhere all at once. Um, but I did start Black Panther, which I did not realize it was so long. It's a two-hour, 40-minute movie. Um, so <laughs> oh, me, wow. and Holly, yeah, me and Holly got about an hour and 40 minutes through it before Julian got up from his nap. So, um, But um, I'm liking it so, so far, and I think her performance is really powerful so far. So... Um, 
I haven't seen the other performances, so it's hard to gauge. But I think there might be a little bit of, you know, longtime actor syndrome here. And maybe the field isn't that strong. And maybe that's why she's getting it a little more. The odds are more in her favor. But um, um, so far, I would say, well, well deserved. So I saw just move into the second round then. And uh, this pick, I am going to uh, take a, a slight disagreement with the uh, the posted Vegas odds, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go with the favorite, although it's a pretty tight race. Uh, but I'm going to go to actress, and uh, I'm going to uh, not diversify our movie selection because I'm going back to everything, everywhere, all at once. And I'm going to go Michelle Yeoh for this one. So Vegas doesn't have her as number one? Uh, no, Vegas has um, Blanchett for Tar. Oh, that's that's interesting. One. Most of the lists I've seen have her at one. Okay, interesting. Uh, and maybe these are slightly older odds that I... But, I mean, it's really close. Like, they're not separated by a lot, but they have uh, Kate Blanchett at negative uh, 150 and then Michelle Yeoh at 110 in the odds hmm. but um i don't like i i've seen a lot of discourse about tar i haven't watched it but most of the discourse i've seen about it real real quick michelle yo at negative 110 or plus 110 plus 110 oh i'm gonna get on my uh arkansas betting app real half half pass here see if i can get some i don't think i can get oscar stuff on this but i'll try yeah um yeah, so um, everything I've seen about Tar has been um, almost like memifying it. Like I, I haven't seen people just talking about enjoying it. I've seen people making jokes about it. So um, I'm I'm maybe leaning more towards um, the hype train for everything everywhere mm. all at once, continuing and doing some some sweeps here. What is Tar about? Um, it is uh, so. Kate Blanchett is a director, um, composer, a composer, or conductor. Yeah, conductor. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, she's a she's a conductor, and um, she's accused of sexual abuse, something. But I I don't know anything else. So the the meme that I saw that started online was somebody made a fake article that said it was like based on a true story and in it, like it was obviously a joke because like they said the character's name was tar and her her name is not tar. It's just the name of the movie, but um, like it was that fake, but then some news organizations like published it as if it was real. And then it just became a thing where it was like, you know, like, Kate Tar from the movie did this or whatever, and it's just people making fake news snippets about it. Um, but like that's all I've seen about it is people making these jokes. So I don't uh, like I I would uh, at this point I would be surprised if it won anything. I don't. It might be a fantastic movie, but um, as far as I'm aware, it is a meme that people joke about on the internet. Mm. Uh, I will go Michelle Yeoh, and then Cameron, you get to make your second pick. So we're, we got three already for, for everything, every uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. 
So um, I don't know if we're picking the sweep here. I guess not because uh, Michael didn't pick um, or Paul didn't pick uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. But um, I will. Um, I will see your best actress, and I will raise you a best actor. Um, this one uh, also not a sure thing. I think um, it's kind of a three-way battle at the top with Frazier, Farrell, and then the newcomer, Austin Butler. So um, I think I'm going to go with Brendan Frazier. I think people's heartstrings will get pulled enough to try and uh, to, to edge him, edge him out for this award. Uh, so I think, uh, I think um, uh, the mummy returns with Brendan Frazier. Will be the winner for best actor and that's brendan fisher from the whale i think we might have mentioned mm-hmm. that i would like to see it happen i just would like brendan fraser to be an academy award-winning actor because that would be mm-hmm. cool i agree so i'm excited for this nomination and and this pick anyone seen this one have not. Don't even know if it's available. I didn't. I gave up on that list once they all started doing the Showtime thing. Um, yeah. Can you stream the whale? <laughs> See. Uh, not not available streaming online. Of course, of course. Um. Yeah, they really should do a better job of uh, making. I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now they, I guess they were available if we had gone to see them in theaters, but mm-hmm. uh, we we've never claimed to be the best people to talk about this. <laughs> but we are the ones doing it uh, in the most gimmicky way. So, yeah, I don't think I have a us. yeah, I don't think I have a single one of our picks that I've seen yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I've seen half of Angelo Bassett's performance. So, <laughs> so uh, I'm in the lead. For sure. There oh wait, have any of y'all seen Black Panther? No, I have not. Wow. Okay. Then as 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 we discussed in the 2022 content, I am really behind on movies from last year. So, um, it's just what it is. But uh, Michael, uh, what is it going to be for your second round pick here? For this one, I'm going to go back to our everything everywhere all at once train and i'm going to choose directors daniel kwan and daniel scheinert for the best director category okay so no no doubling up everyone everyone so far wants to um be grabbing the first pick out of a category yeah, I don't know if, if mathematically that's the wisest decision. I'm trying to figure that out. But that's Yeah, I think I mean you could try and trouble. pick something that was uh kind of a uh what would you call it? A toss up. You could get mm-hmm. you know the, the slight underdog, but um I I had this as my number one if I if I had to choose best director. So yeah okay yeah i think as long as you feel pretty confident and uh we've leaned everything everywhere all at once pretty strongly with our first picks 
So if you take, you know, the first pick off the board for every category as our our real prediction, um, obviously it would be a good night <laughs> for this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be it would be looking pretty strong. So, and we have shifted to this, this format because when we chose a particular movie, this this could happen. So one movie could sweep. Yep five categories and so hopefully we'll kind of have a more interesting uh competition between the three of us since we each have this movie for something right now right yeah if it does sweep everything then michael would have a slight edge and then we'd be um we'd be sort of filling in what we might find is we need we still need more of the smaller categories in the end of the day to make it interesting but we'll have mm-hmm. to see how the results shake out for this one but um we'll we'll we can always keep adjusting but so far everything everywhere all at once leading the horse race um and we we haven't seen it so i don't none of us can speak directly to their directing in the film but uh the two daniels here considered favorites from everything I've seen. So, Michael, why don't you just go ahead and move on into the third round? Okay. So now I'm going to move into something completely unusual. It's it's not our typical thing. I'm going to move to women talking. <laughs> yeah. That's not common for our pod. So we try, we try, we try, we try. We, (laughs) we need more friends uh, to come on. (laughs) This is Michael's plea for people to hang out with us. (laughs) We need more friends. (laughs) Okay. So this is for adapted screenplay. That's what I'm choosing women talking for. And I don't know anything about this movie. So Wikipedia tells me the women of an isolated religious colony reveal a shocking secret about the colony's men. For years, the men have occasionally drugged the women and then bleeped them. I don't want our pod to get flagged. Uh, The truth comes out and the women talk about their new situation. Oh, wow. I didn't know that was that heavy. That is dark. I would not have read it with that tone had I read ahead. <laughs> a group of women in an isolated religious colony. Uh, yeah. So uh, not only was, um, as you said, women talking unusual for the podcast, but we weren't um, we weren't familiar enough <laughs> to uh, even be super familiar with the movie women you know i think all of us looked at the the list of nominees and said when are we going to get a movie about men talking that's what we need (laughs) and all the abuse we've suffered (laughs) we're not going to pay attention to to this Uh, until we get what we deserve this podcast is going on strike so this takes me back to history class in junior high one of the earliest big hits 
features 12 men talking. <laughs> dude, for dude, you're 90 talking to, minutes. You're, you're talking to one of my uh, one of my few tens on the uh, movie list. Yeah, I'm <laughs> referencing 12 Angry Men. Uh, but um, directed by Sarah Polly, and she's she's um, one of the few names involved with it that I that I recognize. But um, she's had a lot of good stuff, so I'm sure it's I'm sure it's well done. It's it's so. Do you all find it when you are, I guess, uh, looking for movies? What mindset do you have to be in to watch things of this nature? Oh, um, I, I can get in these movies a lot easier than I think other people can. Um, uh, the heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. The only requirement I have is that I have to be able to feel confident that um, I can watch all of it nonstop. So I usually, you know, at the okay. end of the day at night, um, whereas nap time with julian i'll watch more of an action oriented movie because i don't mind splicing that into multiple days but mm-hmm. something so dramatically heavy um i think to to actually uh feel the effects that the entire team who produced the movie are intending you have to give it the the the, the fair uh opportunity to to watch it all nonstop. So that's the only requirement I have. But typically, I, I you know, I kind of lean toward these types of movies anyway, a little bit more. Um, so I'm anxious to watch them. I just want to make sure I can actually watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I watch the heavier stuff less <laughs> as time goes on. Mm-hmm. And in part, that's just because I have a backlog of things. And usually I'm ending the day like feeling overstimulated from everything else at anyway and i'm just like you know what i'm just gonna do something i don't have to pay full attention to so just something fun and easy so he podcasts (laughs) i actually record a podcast every night even if you guys aren't on i just draft myself and you uh, draft yourself you pick paul five times in a row yeah, it's a real boost to my self-esteem. I'm like, I think number Paul. one overall draft pick, Paul. Oh, thanks, Paul. It's going, it's feeling great. And the theme song to these episodes is "Look at Me, I'm a Winner" by the Aquabats. <laughs> it's just me singing our normal theme song, but using Paul. 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 That's if there's ever a solo pod by me, that's the theme. I just realized how easy it would be to have a Paul Patrol show. Oh, that's right. My kids, uh, youngest, our youngest daughter is super into Paw Patrol right now. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of Paw Patrol watching around this house. So if you we should... ever, if, if we want to do a draft of the best pups, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm prepped. <laughs> Good to know. All right. Well, Cameron, you are up then in the third round here. Um, I left here. I'll tell you what. Oh man, best original. That's the only one we haven't um, drafted, right? Yep. You know what? Let's just go with the sweep. I'll go with everything, everything, everywhere, for best original. 
Need we say more? I think we've said everything that we can. Being, in in that every way that we little, can. That being the very little amount that we can. We, we have yet to make a pick that somebody has seen the full movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do? Hmm. Uh, well, eventually, Cameron, you could take all quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> eventually. Uh, as the as the dark horse best picture winner all right well cameron i don't want to give your pick a short drift here but shall we do you want me to move into my pick or do you got anything else to back up no man let's let's uh, i'm anxious to see where you go now it's a new draft it's a new draft (laughs) that's right uh yeah so um i'm i guess the best thing to do now would just be to get the ones that are kind of closest um but i'm i think so i think i'm i'm actually gonna stick to original screenplay here and gonna go with the one that's pretty close to everything everywhere all at once and that is banshees of in sharon for what category for original screen screenplay. Yeah, I was toying. I was I was toying with that one. Okay. Dun 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 dun. I've seen this movie. All right. Well, let's yes. hit us with some firsthand knowledge. Oh well, it is a movie, and uh, you can stream it on HBO. Um, I heard great things about it. Um, uh, and uh, and I'm a big fan of Brendan Gleeson. Huge fan. He's one of my favorite kind of not as well-known actors. Um, and so I try to watch anything of his. And we're talking about like, you know, I would say there's probably a Mount Rushmore of Irish actors in the modern world. And these two are on it. So um, Brendan Gleeson and, and Colin Farrell are the two leads. Um, it is a really uh, cool, interesting, minimal uh, kind of storytelling um uh, movie um and it's kind of um not painful to watch but it is uh you know it's it's these two guys in a small island village at the beginning of the century um in ireland uh and uh just kind of their relationship i won't go too far into it but it kind of falls apart and um it's about them trying to deal with that and uh and then there's of course a reference to a banshee which was we talked about in our uh, monsters episode uh, so the island they're on is Inishirin, and then the, the Banshees are kind of referenced a little bit there. So um, if you don't mind, you know what it reminds me of? And I think people, this is not my thing. I've read this and it's true. If you've ever seen In Bruges with these two actors, um, mm-hmm. another quiet movie, um, small scale. If you like that movie, you're going to love this movie too. Do either of them uh, dive into the water after a manatee? Is that the reference to Banshees? No comment. Don't want to spoil it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to ruin the ending. <laughs> so, at Megan M E G H A N on TikTok reviewed her Oscar picks, and I believe that she said about this film that it was the one that stuck with her the most. Mm. Okay. So I, I, there are just probably a handful of movies that I can think of that 
were unsettling in some way or just profound. And I had to sit with them for a week and think about them. So if that's the effect of this one, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. But like you said earlier, Cameron, I feel like we need, I probably need to devote the full amount of time. And so, oh, yeah, the, at you, once. you definitely have to watch this in one setting because you're watching the evolving strain of the relationship. So you can't cut that up. You gotta, mm -hmm. you gotta be able to go with that flow once it starts. Now, question: Can I be working on an art project while I watch this movie? The accents are pretty thick, so I'm gonna say no. I would recommend <laughs> subtitles. They don't hold back because they're Irish actors, and they're like, "You're you're doing a movie in Ireland." And they're like, "Okay, mm -hmm. we'll definitely start with accent." And they're like, "You're doing Ireland a hundred years ago." So, oh my gosh, it's, it's yeah, it's 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 in the 1920s, I think, or the 19-teens. So, you're gonna want to watch the watch the subtitles. Okay. So, Michael, you, uh, I thought of a question based on your description there of like movie that stuck with you the most uh, of the, of the I guess the you know the recent Oscars is uh, any of the movies that have been heavily awarded lately ones that you guys still think about a lot or like recall easily i think whiplash and birdman were mm -hmm. some strong films yeah so that's it's interesting because um i see people talk about parasite a lot still and a few others but then i was thinking of the movies that I like would regularly think about, like I really enjoyed that. Like Birdman was the top one that came to mind. And then I, I just looked it up because I forgot what year it was. I was back in 2014 hmm. for Birdman. So. Um, I'm trying to remember. I, I also like this film. I, I liked Parasite. Um, I still haven't seen that one. I oh, haven't. Now that is on Hulu, I'm pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um really good really good um but who won last year uh coda coda i never saw that let's see her no man land nomad land i saw that uh it not stuck with me you know so that's a no stick parasite did kind of stick with me green book apps not for the right reasons um <laughs> shape of water i thought was cute and fun but not like a stick with you Moonlight, Spotlight, and then yeah. Birdman. There's Birdman. Yep. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess more often than not, no, Paul. Maybe is the answer. Yeah, that's a that's what I was thinking. Yeah. All right, just a little a little chat there. Um, but sometimes you got to go back and revisit them. Like I was not a f big fan of the Hurt Locker when it won, but um, I've rewatched that in the last few years, and I love that movie now. So. So speaking to war films, I had never watched Zero Dark Thirty, and I started watching that last week, and I didn't know exactly what it was about. The first half hour featured torture, and I just was not having it, so I did not finish the movie. You didn't know what it was about? No. I, I knew it had to do with the Iraq War. No. You don't know the story of Zero Dark Thirty? I'm not I'm not trying to don't worry about my they... broadcast. You don't have to worry about uh it's it's the it's the raid where they killed bin Laden. Okay. 
I'm just surprised you don't you don't remember it from the, like the, the culture. Like it was the yeah uh, the movie coming out was like a big thing. They're all like, oh, they're finally they're doing a movie on like obviously that pivotal moment when they you know went into his compound and killed him. So at what point in the film do they actually get to the mission? Take a guess. The last fifteen minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no! Actually, the, the, so the last that that sequence is really good. It's a really good sequence, and it's like a good, like the, the twenty twenty five minute sequence. But most of the movie is like them trying to figure out where mm-hmm. he is, and once they've kind of figured out, trying to be able to convince the higher ups like to do this, like that we're sure because nobody's one hundred percent sure. Um, so that was Jessica Chastain's. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think the torture stuff is tough, right? And I think the kind of the good thing about it being in there is that like. You're able to have that. You have to have that moral discussion about torture. Um, so I think that's probably the, the 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 positive aspect of it being in the film is like if you don't have that in the film, it's kind of a little too gung ho. Mm-hmm. You know, America, let's go do it. You know, yeah. red, white, and blue. You know, I want Toby Keith riding shotgun with me as we as we uh, ride in there. So have an have an evening where you. Uh... Uh, break down the the discourse around torture by watching that and then watching 24 which is just <laughs> just like oh we gotta do it <laughs> let's torture this guy another show that i i've not watched i think I tried to watch a season one time with you paul but i don't think we made it through <laughs> it's uh it's it's in i mean it's enjoyable as like pure like puff action television but mm-hmm. they're they're not interested in getting deep into and part of that's the gimmick of the show right it's like we're trying to get through everything is supposed to be fast paced and moving and so it's always one up in the action and so it's like well there's a a nuclear bomb that's about to go off in the city and this guy knows where it's located and Jack's going to torture it out of him and there is going to be a character that's like I don't know maybe we shouldn't torture someone but the show doesn't have time to stop for three episodes while they have a discussion about it. <laughs> so mostly it's just like, well, we got to move the plot along. So we're definitely going to torture this guy no matter what you say. So um, not, not a, not a nuanced <laughs> look at the issue coming from uh, 24. All right. Well, I will um, go ahead and if make you- my, Oh, what? If, if you wanna, if you wanna nuance, look at torture, American uh, torture. There is a very small film called. Damn it! That's called damn it. That's interesting. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on. Uh, um, I know I'm forgetting the actor's name. Who plays Kylo Ren? Adam, Adam Driver. Driver. Adam Driver. Hang on. I'm going to splice this so I don't have this botched. <laughs> no. it's, called, um, it's called Damn It because that's what they said oh, when they realized I, the tapes were released. Yeah, thought, what they did. Or no, it's called The Report. Um, and it's about um, a real uh, guy who was a staffer for the Senate, the Senate Intelligence Committee. Um, and he investigates the CIA's use of torture following 9 11. Um, and uh, and it, it was a, it's a real report. Um, but um, this is the movie of it, and it's a it's a it's a very kind of um, dark and um, 
uh, you know, just a talky movie, but you don't, there's not like a lot of torture. It's just a lot of describing um, because they're investigating it. So if you want a movie that actually takes kind of a more detailed approach to that specific subject, um, I would recommend that. I believe it's on Amazon Prime. Adam Driver is the lead, if you like him. And as we know from uh, uh, one of our other drafts, he does have military experience. Mm-hmm. So he knows what he's what he's talking about. All right, I'll, I'll go ahead and move into my next pick so we can get things moving along here. And I'm going to, I think this one, I'm actually going to go for a longer shot here. I'm going to go for best picture. And uh, this is my, my kind of logic here. Um, to me, everything, everywhere, all at once has a lot of hype, has a lot of individual uh, performances that are, that are getting hype. Obviously, we went there early and a lot. But it kind of has the feel to me to one of those movies that cleans up in a lot of categories and then unexpectedly loses the best picture category at the end of the night, right? Like everyone's like, oh, well, it's steamrolling. And then the award goes somewhere else at the end. Uh, the thing is, I'm, I'm not sure. It's considered a pretty heavy favorite for best picture. So I'm not sure where... Uh, the the other award is going to go to. So I'm going to go with one I, I don't actually think is going to win this category. Uh, it would be a shock if it did, but I think there is a path for it doing that. I'm going to go Top Gun for Best Picture. And I, um, I might be being influenced by this, but I recently saw a clip, Red Carpet, uh, Steven Spielberg and Tom Cruise talking to each other. And they're basically having like a compliment off, right? Like they're just both talking about how much they like the other one's work. And, you know, Tom Cruise is like, I don't, like you're Steven Spielberg. Like you don't like you don't you don't need to compliment me. Like it's fine. And at the end, Spielberg was like, no, like I need to thank you because I think you saved Hollywood. And I think you may have saved theatrical releases for movies because mm-hmm. box office failing uh, the only thing making money is all these sequel movie, like comic book sequels, like big yeah. franchises, you know, they're deep into the franchise and Cruz was very, you know, uh, explicit, like saying when making Top Gun, like he wanted to show that you could do, you know, it's a sequel, but it's a sequel to an old movie. A lot of it is, is kind of original content, but just like a big blockbuster movie. That's not a superhero film and he was insistent like it's not going to streaming like i'm making this for theaters i'm making it in the resolution intended for theaters like i'm not optimizing any of this to go on streaming like this is a theatrical movie that's going to be big summer blockbuster movie and a lot of people are really saying that top gun was responsible for a lot of studios deciding to go back to okay let's maybe slow down how much we're putting on streaming platforms and putting some stuff back in the theaters. Maybe COVID didn't Mm -hmm. entirely kill the theatrical. So I can see a path where a lot of the voters share that opinion and then come into the voting process and, and give it the top gun. Um, I don't see it winning any other categories, but I could see it being a surprise. Like at the end of the day, it came away with best picture. That is an interesting story, and if that unfolds, this will be one of probably the most memorable Academy Awards. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I don't think it will win. I just don't think that's what the voters are going to vote for. But, I mean, it's, it's you know, darn near a perfect action movie. Um, I mean, it just, it just hits all the notes you want when you go to see a blockbuster action movie. Um, and on top of that, it is able to be a sequel or, you know, something from an original movie from long ago without making it too cheap. So it's just a great, a great movie with great effects. Um, so, um, if it did win, it'd be kind of that thing that I think most people want out of an award show, but is not what it's about, which is, which is the best like movie for people to go see. Mm-hmm. Not like which one has the best, you know, thespians, um, you know, you know, um, right. breaking barriers, um, in acting and, you know, cinema. But um, it's just the best. It, it it probably would be the best movie of the year. So, also, I feel like there think, is an arg- argument. Go ahead. I feel like there was an argument a few years ago. People were saying, "Where are these popular films?" in the Oscars, they're not making it to the Oscars and they're always reserved for something like the MTV awards. Yeah. And, and we, we don't see them. So when I saw this as a uh, best picture option, I was surprised and it's probably good that it's there and maybe it will make room for more of the popular films, the action films to get into the Academy Awards, even if they don't win. They'll at least be on there. Yeah, and that you know that was one of the reasons they expanded to you could have up to ten movies nominated for best picture. Mm. So the idea was they could nominate popular films every once in a while. So you've seen some nominations, but always in the case that's like, okay, they're nominated, but there's like no chance. So I think in terms of like a big, like huge blockbuster film, I don't know. This might be the first time since The Dark Knight. That I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I can see a path to like, yeah, the big blockbuster winning. Yeah, um, that was another one. That 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 one actually, I think a little more so. That one was acted extremely well mm-hmm. and some great performances. Um, it, you know, regardless of it being a superhero movie. But um, what yeah. all did Avatar win in its first the the first Avatar movie? I don't know. I mean, certainly not Best Picture, but. It was. I, I feel like it was at least nominated for a lot of categories, and it was a huge blockbuster. Um, it won. Yeah, it won. Um, I don't know if these are. If here, we pulls it, up um, here we go. Effects, here we go. I got it. It, it. it it nominated best picture and best director, um, best film editing, score, sound, mixing, and then it won direction, cinematography, and visual effects. So it, okay. it was nominated for. Uh, nine, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was well represented. But again, I don't, you know, I don't think anyone went into that year thinking it had a chance at Best Picture. Mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe I don't remember well enough. But maybe people did. All right. Well, Cameron, uh, maybe people will remember your fourth round pick if it's a yeah. good one. Oh man! Oh man! This is. I think I'm gonna go. Oh, I think I'm gonna use the odds you dropped earlier, and I'm gonna take Kate Blanchett for Best Actress, since you said that um, Baker's even had her being uh, favored. So I'm gonna play the numbers here. Um, and this is for Tar, 
Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully the odds are in my favor. Well, it 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 is. Um, uh, you know, it, it uh, Michelle Yeoh obviously carrying everything everywhere all at once. She's nominated for best actress, but uh, it does seem like there's a little bit more of an ensemble behind mm-hmm. that movie. Whereas um, I haven't seen a single th- like still or anything from tar. That's not Kate Blanchett. So um, I feel like it's probably a film where she is um, carrying it, you know, maybe a little bit more by herself, even than some of the other best actresses. And so maybe it's just the mm. case that's like, well, she's so central that it's going to, um, it's going to influence the voters into making that pick. But mm. yeah, it's it's a close category from what I've seen. Okay. This, this was a smart pick. It's probably what I would have done next if you didn't take it, Cameron. Well, what are you going to do next? Got to go to the best actor category and take the closest thing we've got in odds to Brendan Fraser and take Colin Farrell here for Banshees. Yeah, Colin Farrell, his own little kind of renaissance, slow burn renaissance, as he's done more um, very nuanced roles, smaller films, and kind of gotten away from... uh, from big blockbusters, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, like Bullseye in Daredevil. <laughs> exactly. That's Oscar just snub. Well, well, that's that's what I'm thinking. There was another good TikTok video about movies, and someone was commenting, "Why is Wolverine making all these musicals?" And someone responded to that and said, Hugh Jackman made Wolverine so he could do the musicals. Mm. (laughs) So he could fund them himself. (laughs) Right. And so that's kind of nice to see when actors get to this point. They can do whatever they want. They can do the artsy stuff. They can do the things that are more serious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he he has an interesting career because he has... um, he has kind of these grooves, right? Where it's like mm-hmm. he he does these big and a lot of the like big blockbusters where he's leading don't seem to do that well. Yeah. Like the mm-hmm. little recall reboot and stuff. But then he'll show up in, you know, he's in the Batman. And like you know, he's in those kind of ones they'll do well. And then he'll be in a Guy Ritchie movie. Mm-hmm. The gentleman. Or the uh mm-hmm. the lobster. Did you ever hear about the lobster? Yeah, that's what I was going to say next. Like, then he'll yeah. do, like, okay, then he's also in The Lobster yeah. and, like, Banshees this year and in Bruges. And he'll do these uh, movies that aren't big blockbusters. And then those are all, like, really loved movies. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's got a very interesting career. Grover concurs. Yeah, he's, he's very involved yeah. in the podcast tonight. He'd really like <laughs> me to give him... Yet another dinner this evening. <laughs> is is his name Grover or is it Taft? <laughs> can you can you have a name change? 
Well, he doesn't fit. He's he's gone from twenty pounds to thirteen pounds, so he doesn't fit Aww. the bill anymore. Yeah, that's my cat. My cat used to be. Thyroid. My cat used to be thirteen, and now she's down to nine. So. Old cats, man. Old cats. Old cats. All right, old cats, old drafters, Mike. <laughs> the old man. What do you got next? Well, uh, that's that's four picks for all of us. Do we need to do a, a fourth down? No, I think we should do the. Just wait. Category. Get a category. Yeah. Okay. So be no, yeah, this is, that would be insanity yeah. to run it down. This is going to be a a jingle jingle free episode. It's going to be it's, it's going to perform it's, horribly. It's the the opposite of the greatest Christmas movie ever. It I was going to say jingle if, all the way. If the listens go up, I'm going to be really sad. <laughs> the the question and answers are all like, why did you even do jingles? They're so stupid. <laughs> Well, we're not stopping. So we're not stopping. We will, we will burn this to the ground before we. There could be there could be two thousand people. They're like, we would listen every week if you would stop the jingles. And Never. Like no. Uh, again, Patreon backers. <laughs> Jingle free episodes. The only, the only Patreon where you subscribe to get less content. <laughs> Be like, please, uh, more editing. I will pay to a Patreon <laughs> if you edit more. <laughs> All right. Well, I, Michael, I, then go ahead and make, go ahead and make a pick. Then you were talking about not stopping, and it made me think of driving. And I just wanted to share this real quick. I had a student that referenced over the top in an artwork, and I was very pleased. So all is not lost for the next generation. At least <laughs> one kid has seen over the top. <laughs> The arm wrestling film starring Sylvester Stallone. The greatest arm wrestling tournament movie of all time. 100%. That leads me to my next pick. Best supporting actress. I'm going to take Carrie Condon here. Did she arm wrestle someone? To get uh, the best uh, supporting actress, maybe we're going to see her versus Angela Bassett. So this is also for the Banshees of Finishing. Hmm. Yeah, I think she's the sister of Colin Farrell. Um, she was really good too. I actually looked her up because she was so good I'd never seen her. Um, hmm. But it's not that I was aware of, but... Um, yeah, it's kind of a three-person movie, and and that's so it's a really interesting dynamic. But uh, yeah, all right. Uh, well, I have not um, again have not seen the movie, but uh, the you know supporting um, female actor in in a, a trio uh, with with two bros is that seems to be like a, a good pocket for success when it comes to award season. So, um, could, well, could go there. earlier you had talked about them being on the Mount Rushmore of Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> so if she can hang with them, that's right. Doing all right. <laughs> if she could, she could scale Irish Mount Rushmore then. Uh, deserving of an award. What what are what are some Irish <laughs> landscape 
features. Uh, I all I can think of in the UK is like the White Cliffs of Dover. I don't think they have any uh, leaders carved into them. <laughs> well, who's the who? Are, who are the other two on the Irish Mount Rushmore? Um, Liam Neeson. Okay. Pierce Brosnan. I was gonna say you're throwing Pierce Brosnan on there. I'll have to give it some thought. I'm probably missing an Irish actor, but uh, that's probably yeah, that's probably it, right? Of yeah, of living. Yeah, yeah, I'm living. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kenneth Branagh. He's not. He's British, isn't he? He's showing up on Google as Irish. Mm. Um, uh, oh, Cillian Murphy, maybe. Yeah, is Kenneth yeah. Branagh Irish? I, I didn't think he was, but Google thinks he is. Um. Oh, Northern Ireland. Okay, yeah, he is. Bel- oh, Belfast. Okay. The Irish, the Irish get to claim him. Well, now my my Mount Rushmore is in a in a heated debate. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's probably we don't have enough uh, meat on the bone for a draft. Pick your top five Irish actors. It can be a question and answer time question. Ooh, that's a good one. It has nothing to do with this draft, but. <laughs> but uh, 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 let's just put Jack Jack Leeson on there, Joffrey, up on up on Mount Rushmore. All right. Uh, well, Cameron, uh, are you gonna you could you could round out a supporting actress, original screenplay, uh, actress or actor here? Or no, no, you mm-hmm. have the only. Yeah, the only ones you could round out would be best supporting actress. So. Which I'm not going to do because now I realize that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, why would I do that? Oh man! So I think uh, I'm not going to go for actor because I think that one's pretty much a lock. Um, uh, it's start. It's starting to get rough. It, we're starting to get into like we're going to take some long shots. Yeah. <laughs> with our picks. Um, I mean, do we think, do I think, hmm, you know, I'm going to go with adapted screenplay and I'm going to go with living. Hmm. Going against the odds here. Yeah. I like it. What's your, uh, what's your rationale? Um, just maybe a little bit of uh you know diversity here uh you know the kind of the asian uh story um that it's based on um so i don't know maybe maybe there'd be these some uh you know may, maybe there's some vote splitting happening and it's able to mm-hmm. take it you know between uh all quiet So the synopsis of this is a veteran civil servant receives a medical diagnosis that inspires him to move to the South Coast and cram some fun into his remaining days. He meets a sunny young female colleague who seems to have the pep that had previously escaped him. Yeah, it seems like a, a 
a story. It reminds me of some you know, a book I would have read in college. It it definitely sounds like an Academy Award winning winning film. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, for lack of a better comparison, Lost in Translation, you know, something. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that where it's kind of in the subtext. You know, uh, it's not so in your face with what's happening. So, yeah, there you go. Well, Bill Nye, uh, a wide range of films. Mm-hmm. Yes, all yeah. of his eclectic selection that he's done. Everything from he would be a good like this. He would be a good actor to do. Just to draft his his films, mm-hmm. actor on, because um, mm-hmm. they are so different. We we could each come up with a group of five that would be pretty unique. So, well, Cameron, um, you went you went for the category that I was uh, considering going for, uh, so I think I'll stick with it, and um, I'm just going to go uh, a little more chalk, I guess, with the odds here. So for adapted screen now, Paul. Paul. Uh, hey, Michael, don't don't be a jerk. Come on now. No, I was gonna say strategery. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, you, uh, you're saying because neither of you can take another pick in this category. Michael, right? yes. Is, is Michael <laughs> yes, is trying to burn me over here. <laughs> that is true, Michael. You're right. I I have. I believe you've already you've already drafted the category. So if you pick another, oh, oh, we're drafting you, categories now. You, you already said you were doing this category. So if you pick something else, you'll be logging it as the best. Um, as the best screenplay. adapted, Austin Butler for best adapted screenplay. Paul Paul was merely saying he's adapting his pick to fit what has been already selected. Whatever. whatever. Well, so here's the thing, Michael. I I could probably be more strategic, but I just the odds are so strong on best supporting actor that with the back-to-back picks i'm not like i'm I'm still just not worried about getting a pick you. in on that i get you so i'll just stick with adapted screenplay i i want us to i want us to recap something mm-hmm. i want to get done with a category i'm going all quiet on the western front mm. uh, for this one which is um uh the second in line and the odds uh behind women talking so um, you know, we uh, women talking or men not talking <laughs> for screenplay, <laughs> uh, going up against each other. All right, so here's the second film Cameron has seen, and I think I, I flipped, I uh, you know, I uh, gave it my uh, my two cents on episode one this season. So you can um, roll back to that episode for our best things of 2022 but this was um this was on there so powerful film but you have to be ready for it you cannot not be ready for this one and you really should watch it straight through especially because it's a foreign language you'll you'll lose a lot if you step away and come back um but be Mm -hmm. be prepared um yeah so we read all quiet on the western front in high school in history and was not pleased with the ending. Really? Mm-hmm. In what way? Like, what do you mean you weren't pleased?
you wanted the ending to be do we do we lose him or are you blinking i'm thinking <laughs> i, I... <laughs> he's rewriting the ending in his in his head he's gonna i don't know how to how to describe how i didn't like it <laughs> just didn't sit well with you you invest all that time in reading something. Uh-huh. Just, mm, okay. I know. It's it, They should have made it more realistic. Everybody knows that once you dedicate time to something, you're guaranteed to have a nice ending. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh. You know. Don't you know if you fight a war, you know, as long as you try your hardest, everything will work out in the end. I think that's all that on a poster in the recruitment office. <laughs> I think we're making a strong anti-war argument right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they, they we can't fight wars because it'll end up making books that Michael doesn't enjoy. <laughs> I was about to say, like, like the, the goal was to make an anti-war novel, but they ended up just making Michael an anti-anti-war novel reader. Like he just will not read anti-war novels at all. <laughs> But he's, he's uh, no change in his war stance, whatever it may be. He was just like, I just will not be, I will not subscribe to anti-war. Um, well, he uh, he just is anti-war enough that he doesn't need the material. He's already there. Oh, like, you're saying he doesn't, the need, time. doesn't need the material to be there. Okay, well, that's, 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 a, that's a valid point there, I guess. All right. Well, we we have our first completed category. Let's do oh. a little summarization then. Let's do a, a, a six category category rundown. <laughs> Uh, do we, do we all need to say ours, or do you want me to just recap here? Uh, yeah, why don't you recap this one all the way through? We'll take. Care. All right. Um, so for best adapted screenplay, Michael took Women Talking, Cameron took Living, and I took All Quiet on the Western Front. Meaning the two nominated films that did not come off the draft board were Glass Onion and uh, Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> the ones we've seen. Mostly, yeah, so. the ones we once we so. discussed. So. Uh, on the... All right, which means uh, I am back on the board with a pick here. Yeah, right? why don't you go ahead and pick your best actor? <laughs> uh, I am. I am not going to do that. <laughs> um, I just need to decide. Which director to go with? And um, I'm just gonna. I don't know. I already, I already, <laughs> I already went with the 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 smaltzy, flashy blockbuster pick with best picture. Let's just stick with it for director and go Spielberg. Again, I'm basing my whole draft around that red carpet conversation that somebody recorded, and I saw. And I feel like. Um, uh, the Fablemans I've seen get a lot of praise from people as like mm-hmm. um, Spielberg's like clearly just the movie he wanted to make. And a lot of people are saying like it's the first Spielberg movie in a long time that they're like is just full on Spielberg clicking on all cylinders. And I feel like it's one of those films that's like it's about Hollywood. And 10 years ago, you could have shoehorned this in for best picture because the voters would have voted for anything that was just about how great Hollywood is. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I think now it has no shot at best picture because the voters hit a point where they're like, we can't keep voting for these movies or people are going to get so mad at us. Um, so I think they've kind of stopped voting for those uh, unless it's like green book, which is like, can we get the most Hollywoodified version of a story? Then we'll go ahead and vote for that one. But uh, they're not voting for, you know, the artist again. They're like, we got that out of our system, but maybe mm-hmm. for director, they'll be like, I just can't fight. I can't fight the urge to vote for the Hollywood film. We got to give it something. Uh, it's been a while since Spielberg's won for director. So let's give it to him. I think that's highly possible. And our friend, too. our friend Clay went and saw this on his birthday and he highly recommended it. He said that he heard it's pretty true to Spielberg's life. Mm. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm unintentionally ending up with the draft of like the, the person who doesn't like the Oscars. <laughs> like I've got <laughs> Top Gun, Black Panther going Spielberg for like I'm the guy who shows up to the Oscars watch party is like, why are they voting for all these these movies no one's watched? <laughs> like <laughs> that's that's the vibe. I'm not intentionally, but that is the um that's the vibe my team is giving off. You've got maybe twenty minutes to think of a name for this character, Paul. <laughs> I expect to hear a full character rundown. No, it's uh, block, Blockbuster Billy. Okay, here. Blockbuster <laughs> Billy. <laughs> Took you two uh, seconds. Two that's <laughs> right. You, you can always fall back on alliteration, and I would fall back on tossing it to Cameron for the next pick, <laughs> but... Uh, he has disappeared. Cameron's I, here. I feel like his <laughs> arm <laughs> fell down or something. I was trying to orientate it, you know, a little bit. Uh, the cam, the Cam always over there messing with his equipment. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Those are my um, my son is sleeping. Silent blasters. <laughs> well, Cameron, I I left the door wide open for you to take that second best actor. <sighs> I don't want to do the drift. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, no, I'll go with the actor because I, I think um, a, a personal Homer pick, I would love to see Brendan Gleeson take an Oscar um, at some point. So I'm going to take Brendan Gleeson in, in Banshees. Uh, recently watched Brendan Gleeson, not in this film, but I, I rewatched the Live, Die, Repeat movie, Edge of Tomorrow. Mm. Oh, that's that right. One He's is, the general. Yeah. Yes. Gosh, it's a fun movie. Now, talk about a, a war movie that's that's satisfying. It's a good one. <laughs> no surprises in this film. Michael will only watch a war movie if the alien dies at the end. <laughs> the only... And the film change. More films should change names just to just to that's make true. conversations about them be more annoying in the future. So, yeah, again, uh, <laughs> Michael and I haven't seen it, so we don't have a lot to uh, add other than Brendan Gleeson's great. So Cameron going with the all Brendan draft here. Ooh, ooh, ooh. One of these Brendan's got to come through. Come on now. <laughs> yes. 
if a Brendan is happy, then Cameron's happy. All right. So on to Michael, Michael, you're going to close out a category for us. Two of them actually. So which one's first? Let's go with best picture. And I will make, uh, it's not going to be a surprise. I'm going to take Banshees of Inishir in here. Paul taking Top Gun Maverick. I feel like this is the most logical thing to pick now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so quick summary here. Um, we've just finished selecting our uh, best picture predictions. Uh, Michael chose uh, Banshees of Inishirin. <clears throat> I chose Everything everywhere all at once and then paul chose top gun maverick a lot of stuff still on the the table because it's the uh 10 picture category so there is the fablemans tar elvis all quiet on the western front women talking triangle of sadness and avatar the way of water i mean i was gonna go right in candidate minions the rise of Gru, but who decided decided not to do that you would definitely clear the Nickelodeon awards. <laughs> are are there write-in? Can you do a write-in ballot at the Academy Awards? Because that would be great. Like if they wanted to up viewership of the of the show, if there was like a winner who wasn't even nominated because they had a write-in campaign, I get people talking. Oh yeah, that's what they need. Something like that to happen. They already they they can't go back to the well of announcing the wrong best picture. They already they already did that, I so did they got to come up with something new. All right, Mike, you got to close another one out for us. All right, let's shut the door on original screenplay. Whoop! Hold on. Sorry. No, let's do. It, I, it doesn't matter at this point, does it? You've I mean, all selected no. yours. Yeah, we all just have to close a category. That's all. Okay. Well, I'm going to take the Fablemans for best actress, and I'm going to go with Michelle Williams. Hmm. Well, Michael, it's, All right. uh, I think you're up for recapping the category. All right. For the best actress category, I've got Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. Cameron has Kate Blanchett for Tar. And Paul has Michelle Yeoh for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Now it's Cameron's turn to close out a category. Oh, I think I'm going to go with, um, I'll go with director first. So I'll take, uh, yeah, I'll go with director. I'll take Todd field, um, for tar. You never know. Um, so closing that category for best director, uh, let's see here. Michael has uh, the Daniels for everything, everywhere, all at once. I have 
Todd Field for Tar. And then Paul has Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans. Left on the table was the directors for The Banshees of Ishirin and Triangle of Sadness. All right. Um, I, again, I, I don't think any of us have anything interesting to say about Tar, so I'll just move along here. Uh, I'm going to go actor. And I mean, by the odds, there's an obvious pick here. I just, uh, I don't know. I don't love it, but I guess I'm going to go Austin Butler for best actor. Um, you know, the, the, the musical biopic is, um, always a popular one for the best actor category. So, um, he could, uh, he could, uh, be making this one. Um, I haven't seen Elvis, but the whole, uh, Austin Butler is keeping his accent thing was a little cheesy afterwards. So I guess I just didn't feel super enthused about this one. And also I'm just sort of over music biopics in general, because they seem to just always hit the same beats. Uh, Patrick Willems had a great video on that where he went over like, here's the structure that every single music biopic follows. And it's always the same, no matter who the musician is. Is that a music pun? The beats. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Intentional, uh, intentional pun there. Um, the beats also a band taken in our fictional, uh, fictional band draft. So I want to circle back to the fictional music. I I've been thinking of more and more fictional. Yeah. Uh, I, I, bands I or songs. Yeah. I didn't do that one. And I, th I would love to partake in one. And if y'all did bands, maybe we should do songs. Yeah, there you go. Best and then we can actually songs. hit the song up, record it, you know, throw it to the listeners. That's right. Get banned from Spotify. And boom. That's what that's our goal. Right. Remember we said <laughs> what can we do to get banned when we first started? So drum up some controversy so that uh we can be like, we're getting censored by the man, and then people will be into the podcast. But uh that so that rounds out best actor. We have Michael with Colin Farrell for the Banshees of Inishiran, Cameron with Brendan Fraser for the whale, and then I took Austin Butler for Elvis. That leaves Bill Nighy for Living and Paul Meskel for After Sun in the Best Actor category. Uh, and I, I like that uh, the one the one, again I haven't watched Elvis, but um, I've seen the trailers. Ooh, and about a third of the way through. Third of the oh. way through Elvis. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> Good God, Holly just scared the crap out of me. <laughs> She walked in here yeah, with some, what did you call it? Some, I did, I was playing around with makeup. she was playing around with makeup and it's, uh, I thought she, I thought you were one of those characters from, uh, the black Panther, the Mayans. Oh, wow. You want to show them your eyes? I don't know. I don't think they would care about makeup. Oh, okay. I was going to show you before because I might watch it all. Oh, okay. Uh, it looks great if we're going to like a party. Your face looks like, very, like I'm not I was just scared because I saw motion and then you were like, <laughs> yeah, I think I was like a clown or something, but I just put like blue eyeshadow on. Oh, it okay. doesn't matter. I see. I see. But just like, I don't look crazy. 
No, you don't look crazy. It looks like me still. Yeah. It, okay. it, it matches culture. I want to show you this before I wash it off. It does, yeah. Sorry. We're repping the, repping the pale blue. I'll wipe the towel. What? I'll wipe the towel. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Famous blue eye shadow, Mimi uh, from the Drew Carey show. Hey, there uh -huh. you go. And Holly from one minute ago. <laughs> um, so I I haven't watched Elvis, but I've I've seen the trailer, and I do appreciate that. Um, Tom Hanks and Tom Cruise, both mega stars, both big Toms in Hollywood. And Tom Cruise has gone the path that has led him to dangling off of a plane <laughs> to film his movie. And Tom Hanks is like, I'm just going to do silly voices in movies. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and you know what? I'll take, I'll take more of both. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm cool with that. So two things. I've seen this movie a third of the way through. And it's kind of a weird movie. It's got like some interesting like modern aspects to the film. Uh, so it's not like purely uh, period. Um, there's like there's a, like a, a modern a modern um, uh, soundtrack to it, which is interesting. Um, and the other thing is, man, I don't like Tom Hanks when he does his really caricature characters. Like I like the regular Tom Hanks. Like if it's the regular Tom Hanks, I almost always like that movie. But when he's doing like a weird character, not really into it. So. So not uh, El the Elvis performance, not for you. No, no. So you want to you want to do a recap on that, Paul? I did the recap. Oh, oh. So you need a draft now. I know. Yeah, I need my last pick. Got it. And um, uh, I've got to go best supporting actor. Um, and I feel like the obvious picks are off the board here. I don't think this pick matters, so I'm not just going to go down the list of odds. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go Judd Hirsch for the Fablemans. Uh, why not Judd? Let's get, uh, let's, let's, let's have a celebration of, Taxi and everything else Judd Hirsch has done by giving him an Oscar. Okay. If you Googled, I Googled him just to um, see if there was, there was anything about his performance in the Fablemans that, that pulled up. And, uh, you know, where Google gives you like the people ask suggested questions. Um, the, the, the first question is just, what happened to Judd Hirsch? And the answer is, as of 2021, Hirsch is 86 years old. He has never retired from acting. Hmm. So, so people wondering, let's get him. Let's start the uh, there. I'm, I'm leaning into our future draft on comebacks. Judd, the Judd Hirsch assance is, is coming. <laughs> so at this, at this age, it's the Betty White style resurgence that we're looking for All right. what's on draft is starting the campaign to get judd hirsch to host snl <laughs> hashtag put judd on snl <laughs> it's gonna have to be like at 6 6 p.m <laughs> well people people on twitter see it and they're like judd apatow or something 
<laughs> they, they get the wrong judge. Right. Uh, all right. Well, Cameron, do you want to recap that one then? Um, sure, 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 sure. Um, so best supporting actor here. Um, can y'all help me? I don't want to mispronounce his name. I, Is it Key? I think K. K. Huquan. But does that sound I'm right, Michael? Guy, I don't know. Michael refuses to help, refuses to even get in the slightest trouble by making an attempt. Yeah, I don't know how to say the, the middle part. Okay. I thought that was sweet. Okay, whatever. Um, short round um, uh, is who uh, Michael picked for everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, Cameron here picked Brendan Gleason from Banshees of Ishiran. And then Paul just picked Judge Hirsch from The Fablemans. Uh, still on the table is Barry Keoghan from Banshees. I don't remember him. Um, I guess he was the young, the young like boy on the farm, maybe. Um, and then Brian Tyree Henry from Causeway. Don't know what that is. All right, on to me, supporting actress. Um, let's just see what happens. I'll go ahead and take Jamie Lee Curtis for uh, everything everywhere. So who knows? Maybe the movie just carries so much steam. It's just like a, a tidal wave. Yeah, Does this is have... definitely the the like sweep pick. Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Does she have an Oscar? Ooh. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh no, and this is her first time being nominated. You're kidding me. Yeah. So. Wow. Well, finally getting some recognition. This is she's been in Hollywood since her early horror movie days. She 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 didn't win for Freaky Friday. <laughs> Again, Oscar snub. Mm. Okay, according they, to they NPR, gave, they, gave it, they, gave it, they gave it to uh, Lindsay Lohan because they said technically she was acting inside her body. So, <laughs> uh, according to NPR, it's Ki Hoi Kwan. Ki Hoi Kwan. Hoi Kwan. Thank you, Paul. All right. So, I, I didn't. Yeah, I wanted us to get the correct pronunciation. Yeah. Well, <laughs> apologies for, for us pronouncing that wrong. The entire draft until an hour and forty three minutes in. But, uh, and that's what NPR says. So hopefully NPR is correct. All right. Well, um, let's see. Uh, wait, did we did we recap that one then? No, we hadn't yet. All right. So Michael, I think you're up to recap the category for best supporting actress. Okay. So I have Carrie Condon for Banshees of Inishirin. Cameron has Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once. And Paul has Angela Bassett for Black Panther. Sorry, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. All right. And then, Michael, you need to round out the draft uh, by taking your best original screenplay.
This one is a toss-up between two for the spot that I'm in. And so it's actually really difficult. I'm trying to find anyone that gives an edge. I'm seeing very equal picks between Parr and the Fablemans. So hopefully one of you wins and it never comes to that. <laughs> but if it does. <laughs> Um, let's maybe let's fall back on the Hollywood congratulating itself and leaning towards something involving Spielberg. So let's take the Fablemans. All right. Well, that rounds out original screenplay with Michael taking the Fablemans, Cameron taking everything everywhere all at once, me taking the Banshees of Inishiran. Uh, that means left on the table are Tar and Triangle of Sadness. Triangle of Sadness, a movie I had not heard of. I was going to make a Bermuda Triangle joke, and then I looked up the movie, and it's about a luxury cruise that gets lost during a storm <laughs> at sea. So uh, that is I, what it's I, about. Yeah, it, it <laughs> apparently is just spot on. Oh, that kind of sounds like an interesting movie. <laughs> Oh, it's, yeah, a satir- yeah. it's a satirical black comedy. Wow. Yeah. Maybe huh. maybe we should have watched it. We would have uh, picked it for a couple of these categories. <laughs> but that um, that rounds out the draft. Uh, I don't. We probably don't want to <laughs> read all, uh, no. all the picks here. But no. do we want to? Um, do, do we want to each maybe give like a, a highlight, like a 15 second, like this is why we feel confident in our picks? How do we want to do our recap? Oh, I, I, uh, here, I, I, I have, I have a five second pitch, so I'm ready. Okay. Okay. I was going to suggest maybe we just try to mention our strongest picks. Yeah. So the one that like you that. feel That's more what confident. I was going to do. Yeah. 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 Okay. Go All ahead. All right. Well, Kick it off, Mike. I got to lead off the draft tonight, and I went with Best Supporting Actor, Ki Hoi Kwan, for Everything Everywhere All at Once. That is my favorite pick of the night, and I'm hoping that he's able to take away the Oscar. So, um, Michael got Ki Hoi Kwan, but everybody knows that Everything Everywhere All at Once is going to be the big winner on Oscar night. And I have three everything everywhere all at once picks in my draft of eight. So I think that alone means I'm probably going to win. And uh, Billy box office over here. I'm representing the Billy, common Billy man. Blockbuster. <laughs> Billy, <laughs> not Billy box office. <laughs> I'm, I'm representing the common man. Coming in with the 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 big the big ticket winners like Black Panther and Top Gun, uh, I've got double Fableman's coverage. So uh, if the if the summer is king on Oscar night, uh, I will also be claiming a victory. Hmm. All right. Well, that does it for our uh, 2023 Academy Awards draft. 
Um, you, uh, the listeners, right, uh, will find out who actually wins pretty quickly because this is going to be released um, the week before the show. So just a few days after the release of this episode is when the Academy Awards will air. But we'll still have a poll up. That poll can be uh, who you think has the best chance at getting the most winners between the three of us. And then we will also have some sort of Q&A. Normally, uh, we would have a time at the top of the show where we read the answers to the question. We didn't have it this week because we're just starting off the new season, so we don't have sort of a backlog of comments. But if you want to scroll down, if you're on Spotify or click the link, if you're not on Spotify, you can reply to that Q&A and have a chance to get a shout out on the show when we read your answer. So that'll all be there in the description of this episode. Uh, the other thing you can do that always helps us is share this episode, get other people listening to the show and participating, uh, and give us a review wherever you're listening to the podcast. So don't have any alternates based on uh, the the format unless for some reason any of any of us thought there was a, a four a four film race for any of these categories. I don't think that's the case. Nope. Right. So uh is there i guess i'll say this are there any is there a movie you would particularly like to see win a lot or do you think there's one that's going to win a lot in the earlier categories right like hmm. looking at the vegas odds i will say the widest margin of the ones that i researched was for animated film and it was Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which I have seen. Mm-hmm. Ah, and it I, was a strong movie. That. Yeah. And that's it on Netflix is, too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's how I watched it. So uh that that would have been my pick had we picked all the categories tonight. No, I don't really have uh I haven't seen enough movies that feel strongly about anything. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, I will say how do we want to decide the winner? Should we have a tie? Ooh, there should be some sort of, uh, you know, guess some sort of like, you know, who, how many attendees at the Oscars? They're not going to tell you that, but something like that. Like, um, we could, uh, just look at the odds and say, if, if we put, if there's a tie, if we had put $5 down on all, all of the, all of our, Winners, who would have won the most money? <laughs> so the Vegas Wait, odds determines the winner, right? <laughs> say like, so like, say oh, I have four wins okay. and Michael has four wins. If each of us Got had it. bet five bucks on each of those wins, who would have, who would have cleared the most money based on that's the odds? interesting. Well, okay, yeah, let's do let's do that. We'll do that. Whoever won the so now we know if, that you should have taken time. a little bit more of the, uh, the <laughs> risk. <risks. laughs> yeah. Okay. That sounds good. All right. All right. Well, I think that probably rounds it up. It's been a longer episode, so we should uh, probably conclude things here. But thanks, as always, for listening in, folks. I'd like to thank the Academy for listening to this episode of What's on Draft. What's on Draft.